Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Welcome, everyone. Happy 4th. Happy 4th um, of July. Yeah. Hopefully later on, you'll be seeing fireworks. Last week, Brian talked to Matt at, I can, I never Richardson. can say, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Some of these last names I just have trouble with about buying properties with none of your own money, which is always a good thing to talk about. This week, though, we're going to be talking about how to plan and reach your financial independence day. Then you can light off your own fireworks. That's right. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in. And if you're joining us on this Independence Day, throw some comments in. Let us know where the whole nine yards. But in the meantime, Brian, why don't you tell us about the good acronym FIRE and financial independence. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, if you have listened to this podcast at all or read anything <laughs> on our blog, you, you probably hear us talk all the time about financial independence, FIRE. So FIRE is an acronym for financial independence, retire early. As a movement, if you will, it gained popularity in the 20 teens. And I feel like it has waned a little bit in popularity over the last year or so. I and do hear people say financial independence with real estate, RE, fire. I've heard of people referring to it that way. Anyway, go ahead. There, well, there you go. But you know, I think some of that in a bull market, everyone thinks it's possible and practical. And in a bear market, everyone's just wringing their hands and you know, no one thinks they can ever retire. But financial independence, quite simply, is being able to cover your living expenses with your passive income from investments. So. If you spend $4,000 a month on living expenses and you earn $4,000 a month in passive income from investments, you are financially independent. You can live without a job, right? Like your job becomes optional at that point because your investments can cover your, your living ex expenses, your budget. Uh, so it's a simple concept. It's obviously a lot harder to execute. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, you know, it's easier said than done, of course. Um, there's a variation on this that is a little bit more nuanced and that a lot of people are not familiar with and, and that's and there's not really a, a great like catchy word for it i call it passion fi but you know even that is a bit nerdy and it's a bit of a mouthful um but the idea is that you don't actually need to cover all of your living expenses right because we've interviewed dozens of people who have reached financial independence and retired early you know left their full-time jobs with physically with real estate but that's just because that's the vehicle that we have chosen to talk about as a way to get to financial independence but almost every single one of those people who reached financial independence and left their day job they all went back to work because there's only so long you can sit around <laughs> the beach sipping pina coladas it's, <laughs> right so it's true yeah. And, you know, when people first hear that, they get disappointed and they're like, oh, well, you know, what's the point of saving all this money and, and you know, trying to scrimp and save and, and invest if I'm just going to go back to work anyway? And the, there's a very simple answer to that question. And that's that you go back to work on your own terms, mm -hmm. doing the work that you love, that you are most passionate about. So the term passion fi is really that you can go out and get your 
ideal job or, or, you know, start a business or do, you know, side gigs or whatever, your ideal work that you, you control your schedule. And it, that may not pay as much as your current day job does. Uh, that's usually how those things go. Uh, but you don't actually need to cover all of your living expenses. Uh, to, you just need to cover the shortfall between your target budget, your living expenses, and what your ideal work pays. So to make up numbers here, we use the example of if you live on $4,000 a month and your ideal job pays $3,500 a month, then you've got a $500 shortfall, right? Between what you want to be spending every month and what your ideal work pays. So you need to come up with that $500 a month in passive income. And if you do that, you can go live your dream life doing your dream work, your you know work that you're passionate about, and you can ditch your high stress day job today. So I'll give you a quick example. I don't consider myself financially independent, but I get to spend most of the year overseas with my wife and daughter. We do a lot of international travel. I got to take a month off of uh, work last December to travel around Patagonia and Tierra del Fuego. I can do that because we do have a passive income from real estate and it can cover any shortfall of income in order to cover our living expenses. Some of that is that we have low living expenses uh, living overseas, but you can set your own rules with this, right? Absolutely. I have 14 grandchildren and I spend a whole lot of time with them, which is my happy place and couldn't do it without. Absolutely. So the idea here is just to set a target budget, right? Like how much you plan on spending every month. Uh, obviously, the lower, the better. <laughs> uh, you know, it's easier to save money when you spend less. It's also easier to cover that budget with passive income from investments if it's less. So you set a target budget. And then you go out and figure out what your dream work will pay you, what you can expect to earn from that dream work. And then if there's no shortfall, then just go do that now, right? <laughs> like, like stop listening to us and, and go, go switch jobs right now. But if there is a shortfall, then you just need to invest enough money to cover that shortfall with passive income from those investments. Now, it's worth taking a little bit of a step back here to differentiate what we're talking about from the traditional retirement model, where you build up a big nest egg over the course of your career, and then you spend it down over the course of your retirement. People follow what's called the 4% rule for that, typically, where the idea is you withdraw 4% of your nest egg in the first year of retirement to cover your living expenses. And then from there, you just adjust for inflation each year. But that means that you need to save up 25 times your annual spending for your nest egg. And that's a lot. $40,000 a year is not a big budget, right? But you would still need a million dollars in a nest egg if you're following the 4% rule. 4% of a million dollars is $40,000 a year. Now, if you are retiring early, you might be looking at an even lower withdrawal rate of 3.5%, which uh, as a very Quick aside, certified financial planner Michael Kitsis ran a whole bunch of math on this. You can check out on his website. But basically showing that a withdrawal rate of 3.5%, your nest egg would keep growing forever, basically. So you could retire at any age. And if you withdraw no more than 3.5% in that first year and only adjust upward uh, afterwards with inflation, you should never run out of money based on at least historical returns. So here's where this comes into play with Passion 5. Let's say you need $10,000 a year in passive income to cover the shortfall between your target budget and what your dream work pays. So if you're following the 4% rule, you need $250,000 saved up 
to cover that $10,000 a year in passive income. And that's not trivial, right? I mean, you know, it takes years, maybe even decades to save up $250,000, depending on your, your income and your savings rate at a three and a half percent withdrawal rate. That's even worse, right? You're coming up with $286,000 to cover that $10,000 a year shortfall. Now, here's where this gets a little interesting though, is that when you retire young or, you know, when, when you quit your day job early, you don't need to be as conservative as retirees do because you're still earning money and you can always go and earn more money if you want to, right? You can always pick up a side gig if you needed to earn a little bit more money in income. Uh, you know, if your portfolio totally crashed and you didn't want to withdraw anything, you could pick up a little bit of extra work to cover that difference. So that means that you don't have to be as conservative in your investments as you know older retirees do. So you could leave most of your money or even all of your money in stocks and real estate, you're earning a eight to 10% average return on those rather than having to shift a whole bunch of your money into bonds to make it you know, very, very low risk. So at 8% returns, you would need $125,000 uh, as a saved up in order to generate $10,000 a year in passive income. Uh, at 10% returns, it would take $100,000 to generate $10,000 in passive income. If you earned 15% returns on your investments, how much would you need then? You would need $67,000 saved up. And you could potentially do that in a couple of years, right? Now, 15% returns might sound unrealistic to you. You might be sitting there thinking, well, you know, if, if stocks and real estate typically pay eight to 10% returns, then where are you coming up with 15% returns? And that is where private equity real estate syndications come into play. That's, you know, Denny and I have talked a lot about that over the last year. And they do, they typically pay 15 to 30% returns. Now, they're not risk-free, but I also don't think that they're any higher risk than the stock market or buying a rental property. Now, their big downside of these, of course, is that they come with a high minimum investment normally, $50,000, $100,000. But you can join a real estate investment club where you can pool your money with other investors to reach that high minimum investment. And we'll send you a link in the comments to our investment club. You can probably find others out there. You can form your own if you want. Or get mom and dad. and There you go. <laughs> there you go. So the idea here is that you don't need you know, to, to bring it back full circle, you don't need to cover all of your living expenses to have your own form of financial independence. You just need to cover that shortfall between your target budget and what your dream work pays. And hopefully that's not very much money. <laughs> so a uh, couple tips to get you there faster, uh, automate your savings, automate your investments with your stock investments. You can do that with robo advisors with some of your passive real estate investments. You can do that with real estate crowdfunding. Um, you know, some of the, the classic crowdfunding platforms out there like Fundrise, Ground Floor, you know, they uh, allow automated investments. Like we talked about a minute ago, you can join a real estate investment club uh, to access private equity real estate investments and right. hopefully earn those 15 to 30% returns. And by the way, those are not inflated returns. We're not making those up. In fact, they just sold a property recently. Their average annualized returns that they've returned to their investors is over 100% now. Across wow. the deals that they've sold, it's crazy. Uh, and you know, other sponsors who we've invested with, Mag Capital Partners, Bronson Equity, they have all earned over twenty percent average annualized returns for their investors on the properties that they've gone full cycle on. So it is very realistic for you to earn fifteen to thirty percent mm -hmm. returns on real estate syndications. And as a final thought, 
house hack, get rid of your housing payment. You can save a lot more money when you don't have to pay rent or a mortgage payment. Danny, you know all about that. Yeah. I mean, whether <laughs> you can take in an international student and get a stipend and help it well, that's that really way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Danny did Somebody that. was telling me that they got a lot of money for renting a garage out recently. Well, you've rented a garage out. A little um, one, but this, they they had a larger one, and it was a significant amount of money. I was like, damn. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you, you and I have both house hacked with with housemates. You can house hack with multifamily properties. You can house hack with Airbnb. Yeah, I've got a, a good storage. Friend. If you have basement yeah. space, people yeah, have yeah, done yeah. that. Yeah, ADUs. You know, you can set up an ADU, an accessory dwelling unit, and rent that out. I had a friend who was a renter, by the way. She was not a homeowner. Now she owns her home. But when she was doing this, she was a renter. She lived in an apartment. It was a two-story apartment. And the upstairs story was a bedroom and a full bathroom. But they weren't separate units. They were part of one unit with one kitchen and one entrance. And she rented out that upstairs bedroom, bathroom suite in her apartment on Airbnb. And she found that if she rented it two long weekends a month, you know, like six to eight days a month, uh, that was enough to cover almost her entire rent payment. For the month. Which is amazing. And a lot of people travel for business. You know, you're not there anyway. You, oh my goodness. There's so many different yeah. things you can do. And if you do that, like what you just said, Denny, you can rent out the entire unit, you know, instead of just a portion of the unit. Uh, in fact, I mean, I had a cousin of mine, she's married now, but before she and her current husband got married, they each had separate homes. They would list his house on Airbnb. And whenever someone booked it, he would just crash with her. Oh my goodness, days. that's awesome. Um, so it was just kind of permanently listed as available. And, you know, so, I mean, he was spending half his time at her place anyway. So why not make some money on it? And it more than covered his housing payment. So that's great. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with house hacking to knock out your housing payment, whether you're a renter or a homeowner. All right. So any final thoughts on calculating and reaching your own financial independence day? I'm maybe biased here, but I adore the co-investing club. I think it's cool that you're with like-minded people and we discuss these things and it's just like a really nice thing and you learn so much. I'm learning about different areas of the United States that I would have never thought of investing and the different kinds of investments. Like at first I thought, okay, we're going to invest in apartment complexes, but there's so many different things. So I just think it's been a very positive experience. Oh yeah. We get to basically crowdsource the vetting of these deals. We vet each deal as a club. The last deal that we did, it was an apartment complex in Dallas. And as we were vetting the deal, we were talking about what are rent increases like there, you know, what's the supply and demand like there and that came up in conversation. And it turns out that one of the club members lives five minutes down the street from this apartment <laughs> building. And she was telling us all about the conditions on the ground. And that's the kind of uh, experience that you, you know, money can't buy that, that kind of experience. Mm -hmm. We got to hear from, you know, local boots on the ground person because we're all vetting these together uh, as an investment club. So, yes. but you know, you and I might be a little bit biased <laughs> <laughs> about that co-investing club. All right. Again, just to, to, to bring this full circle, all you need to do is figure out what's your annual budget. How much can you expect to earn from your dream work? What's the shortfall that you need income wise to cover there? And then you calculate how quickly you can get there, depending on what kind of rate of return you can expect from your investments. 
it's not rocket science. It's not hard math. I mean, you know, you can do this in a few cells in an Excel spreadsheet. So figure out how much you need to get there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised and be able to hit that number within a couple of years, probably, maybe even within in less than one year, depending on the amounts we're talking about. And of course, yeah. your income and your savings rate. So and it's been done. We've talked to young singles, young married couples that are just starting out and found and they're doing this already. So it's totally possible. Yeah. And you raise a good point there, Denny. I've heard objections from every end of this saying, you know, like single people saying, oh, well, you know, only married couples can do this. Mm. And married people saying, oh, only single people can do this. You know, you know, people who don't have a spouse that's spending all their money or, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and you know, people with kids will say, oh, only people without kids can do this. You and I have interviewed so many people across that spectrum, young mm. people, older adults, single people, married people, people with kids, people without kids. So stop with the excuses already and, right. and go out there and just do it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> after our pep talk, I'm going to get off my high horse. Happy 4th of July, you guys. Happy Independence yes. Day. We will catch you next Tuesday. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Did you know we offer a free eight-video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.